0: post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: So how much of the uh, Aztecs game did either of you watch last night?
4: I had, uh, the A f- little bit? Entire game on. It was got distracted a couple of times, but it was on, I was following, it was tough to watch that first half, and then kind of just checking in on the second half. I'm like, oh, they're creeping up. Oh, oh, coming cl- coming coming back. It, oh, wow, they are up by 10.
3: <laughs> it's funny because um yesterday's game looked like a replay of the game 2 weeks ago. Yep. Remember when they went yeah. to Colorado State, Fort Collins, they fell behind I think it was 17 to 4. Last night they fell behind 17 to 3 as Colorado State came out on fire from three-point range. Again, dug themselves a big hole and then <laughs> At Colorado State, the Aztecs spent all game fighting their way back, eventually got a one-point lead in the second half, but then ran out of gas, and and Colorado State pulled away for a 79-71 win. I had my T-ball meeting
0: uh, at 6 o'clock, so right when the game started, checked the score about halfway through the meeting and went, oh, okay, not missing (laughs) much uh, to this point. Got home, put the game on, um, Bo was up and like hanging with us so he he was like sleeping with us and he got restless so i took him back to his room and they were getting their doors blown off it went to halftime down and,
3: 14 at the half
0: yeah just getting just getting smoked and i go and i had money on the game i was like Oh man! I mean, just not our night, right? Like just not their and night the at all. Aztecs were
3: favored by six, favored so by six, down fourteen. You're, you're twenty like, points. There's no the, way they cover in the negative there. But instead, they fought their way back, and this time they just kept the afterburners on the entire second half. Had to be one of the best halves of Aztecs basketball and ever. Probably worst halves of Colorado State basketball you're ever going to see. The Aztecs outscored the Rams. Forty-one eleven.
4: Un-
1: That's unbelievable. In the second half, the Rams, eleven points.
3: The Rams just made three baskets, field goals in, in the second minutes. half in twenty minutes. God. And it was, was
0: that was that a symptom Benny of great Aztecs defense? Was that a symptom there was of poor un- shooting or
3: both? Um, the shooting got worse, but there was undoubtedly more <laughs> energy from the Aztecs. A lot of blocked shots. Jay Powell had a, a great defensive second half. Yeah coming and blocking shots underneath, and then uh, Colorado State got cold. They had a couple of wide-open threes still and just clanged them in the second half. They could not get anything to go in.
4: What is with... Colorado State went 1 of 19 for the final 16 minutes of the game, I just read.
0: What is with the... Dreadfully slow starts. Well, is it? Is it the 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 starting lineup? Because when he had when he put J Pal in the starting lineup, they had that they went got you know, it was Air Force, but they got off to that great start. And then they kind of then J Pal missed the flight, so they had to go back to what they were doing. And then J Pal did not start last
3: night again. Right? He did not start last night. Uh, Jayden Ledee though picked up two quick fouls and did not play for more than half of the first half, and that was important. Reese Waters has also been struggling the last couple of games. I love it. You know, when he's not making shots, all of a sudden, you know, things just get kind of difficult for the Aztecs to to score points. So I think both of those guys not doing anything in the first half gave Colorado State a great opportunity to build that lead. But then when they brought Ladie back in in the second half, he was unstoppable. One of his best performances of the season 27 points, 10 of 14 shooting, six rebounds got to the free throw line 11 times. He fouled out two of Colorado State's big men. They had no answer for him. When he got inside, he'd just make a move, lay it up every single time. They tried to double team. It was a it was an excellent performance. Jaden Lidy seems to be adjusting well to the double teams. He's finally that he struggled a little bit as they they realized we can't let this guy beat us. So, he was getting those double teams. His turnovers went way up. Yesterday he seemed to kind of figure it out against Colorado State in that second half. Lamont Butler had a good game, 11 points, 10 rebounds, double-double, very solid for him as well and the second half the rebounding was incredible, both offensive and defensive. They ended up with a 46-24 rebounding edge in that game and most of that advantage was in the second half. There was three or four possessions where the Aztecs like three they got three offensive rebounds, like three different chances to get shots off because they just kept going up and fighting and just ripping the ball away from Colorado State. They just wanted it more in the second half. and I don't know that we've seen that entirely from the Aztecs all season long, but that was certainly a game where they looked like they wanted it badly in the second half. That's yeah. incredible. First half
4: was brutal. It That's was a, it's incredible.
0: I woke up this morning, I looked at my phone, and I went, again, had to do the math. I was like, oh, yeah, no, they they not only did they cover, they covered mightily. I mean, I was shocked. It was they were just they looked so bad in the the very brief time that I watched uh, in the first half. I don't was,
4: remember if it was a join in progress at the beginning. I was kind of busy right at the start of the game, but I swear to God, the first time I looked at the score, we were already down big, and I go, "Oh, it's going to be one of those nights." Those okay. nights, yeah, cool, 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 cool.
3: You know, and, and San Diego State did not make many threes last night which is a great sign that you can still win a game against a good team like Colorado State, top 30 team in the country without making your threes. Yeah. When the Aztecs make their threes, they're almost impossible to beat. When they don't, they still have a chance. It's a, it's a, it's a tougher, obviously, if you're not, not making your shots. But when they make their threes, you can see this team going on a run in the NCAA tournament For sure. like they did last year. They made shots in the NCAA tournament very hard to beat if they can do that uh we need a contestant for take on woods if you want to call in we're going to play here in a couple of minutes try to qualify for the trip to las vegas 833-288-0973 833-288-0973 i had to point this out though last night from the aztecs game uh steve quiss local sportscaster does a lot of play-by-play now used to be uh i think uh kosi and channel 8 as well he tweeted, He looks like he was there at the game with his daughter. He said, felt so bad for Colorado State tonight. The second half was as bad as I've ever seen for a team. Give the Aztecs credit. My favorite part of the night is that Ted Leitner's mic is hot during commercial breaks oh, in the restroom God. and on the concourse, and he has no idea. So when I th- saw that
0: this morning, you guys sent that, t- that tweet over. I thought that he pulled a naked gun, Ben, and went to the bathroom and was, like, going to the bathroom with a hot mic. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
1: Yes. Like, like Uncle just... Teddy
0: was going pee-pee in the bathroom, like, hello. And then... What but, the no, hell is wrong with you? Yeah. But uh, that was not the case. He had a hot mic, but it was all but over the... But you could the, hear it, it, it apparently, in the at
3: Viejas Arena, during when the commercials would be on for everybody listening at home. Right. If you were at VA House Arena, you just heard ten, Ted's running conversation <laughs> at the scorer's table with whoever is like sitting next to him like what's going on I that my n- good in college <laughs> <laughs> That's that's kind of like that's a nightmare, that's the nightmare. for a sportscaster <laughs> yeah. like if we if we found out like during our breaks our mics oh, were on and everybody was hearing what we've said it's and it's nightmare. happened it's once happened. or twice on yeah. YouTube and stuff you'd like to think you're not saying anything too bad but
4: you don't have to worry there's, about that. There's on-the-air yeah, conversations,
3: fine. and there's off-the-air conversations. And there's definitely a difference between the two. Um, so I'm curious as to what Steve heard Uncle Teddy say during Dude, the break. Yeah. Bang, bang. Bang. <laughs> Probably complaining about the referees, as he always Guar- does. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed. Although I... Aztecs at home got the calls. I mean, uh, Nico Medved, the coach of Colorado State, got a technical foul. He lost his mind because his team wasn't getting the calls on the road. So no one gets calls on the road in the Mountain West. It. So yep. he absolutely, like, just, I, I'm surprised he didn't get ejected. Got the technical foul, did not stop screaming at the officials the entire time, just lost his mind after an offensive foul was called. On his team and
0: Bro, when you make three buckets in the second half, it's, not the, it's not the refs' fault. It's
3: not the three refs. Three
0: baskets. Three.
3: Three. The eleven points was the fewest allowed by San Diego State in a half against any division one opponent, I believe, in school history. That's
0: beyond incredible. beyond <laughs> insane.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I remember a game when the Aztecs only scored nine, I think, at Wyoming in a half, but eleven is the fewest they've ever given up in a half. And that's I mean, again, that's this isn't like they were playing Saint Catharines. Colorado State. No doubt. They're, they're number thirty in the net rankings, yep. which means that's a quad one win for the Aztecs. That's a good team that beat you in their their home floor, and you held them to eleven points in the second half. That's pretty that's pretty impressive. East County Chris says I'd pay money to hear Uncle Teddy with a hot mic.
0: I don't think it sounds all that I different. I, I I don't think it's all that different than when the mic's on.
3: He doesn't filter himself no. that much when he's actually on. The so. guy
0: the guy is yeah. he pulls no punches.
3: You know, he's gotten to the point where he can say what he wants to say. Correct, And he has earned that right. Legendary status. Exactly. Yep. All right, let's get to it. Let's play today's game of Take on Woods. It's time for Take on Woods. Take on Woods. Woods. Take on me. Woods take on woods is brought to you by valvoline instant oil change it only takes 15 minutes and you don't have to get out of your car for direction and discounts go to socaloilchange.com that's socaloilchange.com we got a first-time contestant here zach is on the line zach good morning to you hello hello all right you know how our game works <laughs> oh yeah all right five questions uh you go first then woods comes if you can beat or tie him we will uh, put you into the drawing for our grand prize. Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Tickets to Air Supply at the International Theater, May 31st and June 1st. Tickets are available at Ticketmaster.com. All right, here are your categories to choose from. you got add a zero. We uh, You add one zero to get the next answer uh, of all five of the uh, questions. Hook, line, and sinker. Uh, the word hook in each of the answers. And going to be good... That is, uh, gonna is going to be in each of the song titles uh, for that one. So add a zero, hook, line, and sinker, are gonna be good. Let's see, uh, zero's seeming a little confusing to me. Let's go with uh,
1: hook, line, and sinker.
3: Yeah, I think everyone's been staying away from that one, but someone will choose it eventually. All right, hook, line, and sinker. Look for the word hook in each of the answers this morning. You'll have 60 seconds. If you don't know one, you can uh, pass and come back to it if there's time left on the clock. First questions: the two-second song. Paulie going to play a tune. You need to give me the title and the artist to score that point. We'll go on from there. Zach, you ready to play? Ready to go. All right, sixty seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Zach. Let's take on Woods.
4: Well, I got a pass. I if you've, heard, one, if you've
3: heard of the Scandinavian band Blue Swede, it's probably because of their 1973 cover version of which song? <laughs> which 1970s yeah. American rock band is known for hits including When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman and Sexy Eyes?
4: Oh my gosh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> which Megan the Stallion song is named after a character in Peter Pan? Captain Hook Correct Considered one of the Great guitar players Of all time Which blues singer From the second half Of the 20th century Is known for songs Including Boogie Chillin' And Dimples
0: Mm. Hmm I don't know
3: R.L. Burnside Uh, No Let's go back To the two second song
4: I know that So Blues Travelers
3: Yep What's the category?
4: Just say the category. Hook, Hook, you got it. said correct. (laughs) You got
3: it just in time. It's just Hook by Blues Traveler. So you
4: did get two. That was a tough one.
3: Uh, Hooked on a Feeling, Blue Swede. Dr. Hook is when you're in love with a beautiful woman. And John Lee Hooker is the guitar player and singer, Blues singer. So let's bring Woods in. Two is the uh, score to beat. Zach, stay on the line. See if your score is good enough. Woods does not know the category. He is coming in completely in the dark. 60 seconds on the clock. Your time begins when Paul plays the music. Good luck, Woods. Let's take on Zach. The Hook by Blues Traveler. Correct. If you've heard of the Scandinavian band Blue Swede, it's probably because of their 1973 cover version of which song? Hooked on a Feeling. Correct. Which 1970s American rock band is known for hits including When You're in Love with a Beautiful Woman and Sexy Eyes? Pass. Which Megan V. Stallion song is named after a character in Peter Pan? Captain Hook? Correct. Considered <laughs> one of the great guitar players of all time, which blues singer from the second half of the 20th century is known for songs including Bookie Chillin' and Dimples. Save him saying Dimples for some reason. <laughs> uh Peter Hook. <laughs> Incorrect. If you've uh, which 1970s American rock band is known for hits including When You're In Love with a Beautiful Woman and Sexy Eyes?
0: Hook these nuts. I've got and no Dr. idea. Hook. Dr. 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 Hook.
2: Dr. Hook.
3: And then a John Lee Hooker John was Lee the one Hooker. you didn't get. But the 3-2 win is Woo, yours God. today. Zach, thank you for playing. First time player Zach comes close,
4: but not <laughs> no cigar. quite. Yeah, no cigar. And take no. on Woods Sorry, today. Zach. Man, that was not my best performance. That was a tough. Category. It's a tough category yeah. for
3: sure. Uh, yeah, hook I, is not a common word. It's really not. <laughs> Surprised really. I was able to find 5 songs and artists that included hook in there. I
0: think my question is why?
3: Why would you? Why what would is, you be
0: looking right? for that? Where did
3: where did that come from? <laughs> Got no idea. No yeah, idea. I, so
0: John says, he listens to Meg and the Stallion?" No, no. That's a 100% guess based on the Cate- the, you, category what the category, the category
3: sounded like and uh, you you know characters in Peter Pan. That's and, uh, right. I try to write them where sometimes you can figure out the answer without I, I, knowing the song. If that think, was the
4: first question, you would have been screwed.
3: I think
0: that, yeah, no doubt.
3: I think that is the only time we've ever
0: had a thing where I don't like any of the songs in it.
3: So that's the one uh, that um, Zach got. And then he came back and he goes, I know it's Blues Traveler. And Polly and I go, "Just just say the category. <laughs> Look, yeah, they're good. You got it. All right, we, yeah. oh, we heard it. We heard yeah. it.
0: Trying to give the guys, that's fine, yeah. every advantage they need to take down the chair. Yeah, no, we don't, okay. we're not
3: cheering for you, Woods. That's we're not cheering for the Tier 1s in this it. game. I get but it. Man. You're very tough to beat. I get it. you've uh, defended your title once again. We will <laughs> have a uh, game of real or fake tomorrow on a throwback Thursday. Right. Give uh, non-musically inclined Tier 1s a chance to qualify for that trip to Las Vegas. All right, we'll come back uh, with Don't Do This Next. Very. um Bob Nightingale wrote uh, about the Padres yesterday. He was in Padres camp, but he misquoted Manny Machado. It's one one shocked. word, and I think it makes a big difference in the story with what Manny said and what Bob wrote that he said. We'll talk about that coming up next uh, oh, with Ben Woods and oh, San Oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff. Number one sports station, oh, ninety-seven Bob, it's three. Of the fan, kid stuff. <laughs>
2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn
0: users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Don't do this.
2: It's time for...
3: Don't do this is brought to you by the Craft Taco in Sorrento Valley. The Craft Taco has some of the best quality tacos in all of San Diego. Go to the Take a look at their happy hour specials today. The We're going next week to check out the we Kraft taco. We got plans in place for our first visit. Looking forward to it. All right, um yeah, one word. What what's the big deal? It's an article. It's a tiny little mistake. Why is this So important. So in uh, USA Today, Bob Nightingale was in Padres camp yesterday talking with, you know, A.J. Preller and Joe Musgrove and Manny Machado, among other things. And he quoted Manny Machado as saying, when uh, Juan Soto departed the Padres, that the Padres lost the best player in baseball the best player in baseball the top player. the top player in baseball i'm looking for the actual quote i don't know why i can't find it i it had it here a second ago the top player in baseball now when your superstar player says something like that
0: what is a superstar
3: i'm not feeling that. <laughs> just give me a, give me look at me like i'm going to kill you just give me a, give me a pass here today i'll give you a couple passes um it's kind of an indictment on the team 100%. When when you say yeah, we let the top Bob player in baseball tweeted, get away. There
4: it is. San Diego Padres third baseman Manny Machado on life without Juan Soto quote We believe in the guys that we have, but obviously no one can replace Soto. He's the top player in the game. He's <laughs> irreplaceable. I mean that's a that's
3: a bad look. You know, we Manny thinks the Padres traded away the top player in the game yeah. to get a couple of you know pitching pieces. That's not what he said, though. Paulie, do you have the actual audio I of do. Manny Machado and why one word
4: makes a difference? Thank you, Sammy Levitt, for uh, setting the record straight. You know, on King,
1: obviously, nobody, no one could replace Soto. I mean, he's he's the top player in the game. Top he's, player, a top player. Yep. In the I'm game. I'm not saying that, but, that's very accurate. Um, you know, we believe in the guys that we have. You know,
3: yeah, we, 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 he we, is a top, top player in, Joe, in the game. In no doubt about that. That guys. is, but that is a very different. For me, there's a very different context. To saying we traded the top player yeah. in the game, to t- we lost a top player in the game. Am I making too much of that? No, you're not all at right. all. And I, I thought, you know, again, it got picked up by
0: New York media, and they're tweeting about it, John Boy, and everything else. And and look, it's just it's the way it goes. It's not at the end of the day, it's not that big a deal.
4: Manny Machado getting misquoted.
0: Yeah, Yes, it's just. <laughs> It's Bob Nightingale. So, uh, But, yeah, one tiny one tiny little word makes all the difference. He also
3: had some quotes from Yu Darvish. I have no idea if they're accurate or not. But <laughs> he wrote that uh, Padres Ace Yu Darvish was promised that his six-year $108 million contract extension wouldn't inhibit the Padres from hitting the free agent market again, was hoping to be teammates with Otani or Yoshinobu Yamamoto. Quote, frankly speaking, it would have been nice if they came here and they were my teammates, Darvish said. Did he even bother trying to recruit them to the Padres? No, he said. Obviously, we were in a situation we were in as an organization financially and stuff like that, so we never got to that point. Now, that makes it feel like they baited and switched you, Darvish. They told him, you signed here, and we're going to go out and try to sign Otani and Yamamoto when they come along, and they didn't even make an effort to do so in the offseason.
0: That's just grain of salt with him, man, from now on with Bob Nightingale, and it, it should have been for a while. I mean, it's just wild. It's it's always, there's always one little mistake, uh, and that changes the entire tenor of the, the comment, especially by Manny. So um, this is an update to a story we've talked about a ton. Finally, a, an arrest made in the uh, Jackie Robinson statue, defacing and, and cutting down uh, Ricky Aldretti, 45 years old, charged with felony theft, Aggravated criminal damage to property, identity theft, and making false information. Uh, The statue was valued at $75,000. was stolen from McAdams Park in Wichita. And uh, the investigation says Aaron Moses of the Wichita Wichita Police Department. The investigation has not revealed any evidence indicating this was a hate-motivated crime. We believe this theft was motivated by the financial gain of scrapping common metal. Cut that dude's legs off at the feet and was going to burn that down for the, it's like 85% copper, um, 95% copper. The rest was bronze. Was going to sell it for scrap metal, which, uh, look, man, I get times are tight, but holy smokes, <laughs> holy smokes. You're going to cut down a Jackie Robinson statue? Is it wrong
3: of me to say, just go rob a bank or something? <laughs> it's like le- That it's, money's insured. It's less emotional, less important to the community if you really need the money. Just, do that instead of cutting down a Jackie Robinson stash. I don't statue. know that we should advocate for robbing banks maybe, when times get maybe tough. Maybe not advocate Maybe give for some it. blood. Some plasma. Maybe that. Blood donor. Can you make money off of that? I, yes. Yes, you can. Absolutely. They pay for it. Because oh, yeah. I've been to a lot of blood drives. Not, b- they not don't, plasma. They don't, they don't pay at the blood drives no. that I've been to. Go, if you go they give, give you an orange juice and a cookie. Yeah, yeah, if you go give plasma, you can make some money off it. Like
0: What was it? Did you ever do it in college? What's the oh, difference yeah.
3: between plasma and blood? Uh, they pull plasma
4: from your blood,
3: right? But they're still taking your blood out. They put the blood right. back
4: in. They put the blood back in. Do they? I think they just I mean, pull the plasma and they, they cycle it. So now you have blood without plasma in it. They return and the blood it back, back to you. He's no, I don't think they put it back, back in. without plasma. I can't, can't remember. We used to do
0: it in college. You make like forty bucks or something.
4: Yeah, I did it uh, when I first moved to, to San Diego State. <laughs> Didn't have any money Yeah Went and did it a couple of times Got Bought a longboard And a ticket to go To see uh, Blink-182 For the first With time With your plasma money <laughs> yeah. Money well I can't eat And he's like Here I am But I was cruising around campus yeah. And I went and saw My favorite band yeah. finally So you've done this Oh yeah Yeah we should do it in college
3: Have you ever been A sperm donor Yeah I got two kids <laughs> Never been Paid for it Never been paid for it No
0: I mean I'd be a millionaire <laughs> Literally You'd be talking to a millionaire <laughs> I mean, if that was, if that's, that's a if whole
4: I, different conversation. I can make money I off mean, If you
3: have desirable genetic traits, <laughs> you've that seen my people kids? Are the kids are beautiful. A, uh, my kids <laughs> are stunning. True.
0: They're dynamic. They're beautiful. Maybe long. you should look into this. I would do it in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. You want to pay for this? I mean, I'm giving it away for free. You know, not making any money off it.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, and then go ahead, Benny. You got the last one. All right. Uh, this is um, DD Mega Doodoo. This is our new manager showing a little bit of his personality. We found out yesterday <laughs> that Mike <laughs> Schilt. Uh, He's got a comedic side, but it's very deadpan and understated. As he talked about, one of the possible ways the Padres could handle their outfield situation here in 2024.
1: When center field and left field opened up on the roster after the, the Grisham and soto trade, was there any formal discussion with Fernando about the possibility of him, say, moving to center? Yeah,
3: we talked in the Dominican that he was going to play center and right at the same time. Um,
4: Hang on. First time I saw this video, I go, I'm sorry, what? He's not not smiling. smiling. He's not laughing. Not chortling. Not any
3: indication that he's joking. I'm thinking,
4: what the hell is he talking about? He talked
3: to Fernando about playing both center and right at the same time. And he was okay with that. And I was just going to petition the league and, like, listen, if we can have him hit second and seventh and have a pinch runner for him, would you guys be okay if we played with an outfielder short and just have Toddy play? You know, right and center, but he gets to hit twice, and um, he was on board with it, and um, it hadn't got much traction. Um, Now he's smiling. um, Now he's smiling. If anybody could do it, it'd be him. I love it, man. I love it. He feels good and right. Do you you think that would be an advantage? Obviously, getting Fernando to bat twice in your lineup would be fantastic, but you're also losing a lot of coverage in the outfield by only having two two at
4: bats every nine worth, worth having
3: one fewer outfielder and only eight guys in the field
4: who's your left fielder
3: it's sugar sugar in and, one corner and, or one and gap, gap and fernando in the other gap but and, fernando gets to bat twice it's very second adu- and seventh I'm
0: very adult league i've won games with eight you <laughs> know very adult league. pictures
4: pound those corners pound those corners make them go to the side
0: yeah yeah keep the ball up you know so you can get them to hit it in the air give us time to track it and It'd huh. be
3: frustrating for other pitchers. It's like, I just faced this guy, and now he's coming up again this yeah. inning. Yeah, it'd be phenomenal. I mean, he'd get like eight, nine at-bats a game. He'd probably end up hitting, what, 90 home runs, yeah. something like that? Yeah, he'd
0: be like, oh, we got to put an asterisk here, because <laughs> he actually got two a- you got know, he got bat seven bats. A.B.s a game. Every lineup.
4: I think if, uh, if Schilti would have laughed and cracked a smile the whole time, I would have thought... Hey.
0: I love deadpan humor, that's, man. I love
4: ha-ha. it. Ha <laughs> Who invited the stand-up comedian out here? But the fact that he was just like trying to be dead serious, I go, "Oh, that's really funny." Crushed it. He's got a good sense of humor. I liked it. Too. I think we're gonna like Mike Schultz, or he's gonna
0: terrify us at one yeah. point and say something. We're we'll be <laughs> like, "Is he serious? Yeah.
3: Does he really hate us?" Oh crap! Yeah, so, all right. That's don't and do do this for a Wednesday. That was Don't Do This with Ben and Woods on 97.3 The Fan. All right, uh, it was Sammy Levitt who got us a ton of that audio yesterday from Mike Schilt and A.J. Preller and Manny Machado and more. He will join us, Sammy Spring Training, from Peoria, Arizona, when we come back on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan.
0: Sorry for that uh, sesame seed I just coughed on you. I do
3: apologize. Yeah, it actually disgusting. Traveled quite a distance (laughs) across the room. I mean, that's good—like five, six feet.
4: I'm so
0: sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I Flung know. it
3: from your mouth. Over I, here. I, I had a, a
0: sesame seed bagel, and then I got I got in a coughing fit, and one just flew out of my mouth <laughs> and right onto Ben's <laughs> keyboard. And so I'm so sorry, Ben.
3: So uh, because of the early <laughs> spring training, yes, I don't think that uh, we don't usually have Valentine's <laughs> Day at spring training that often. Yeah. So, but this year, Sammy is spending Valentine's Day in Peoria, Arizona. We will talk to Sam Levitt right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. And we are joined right now by Sammy Spring Training. So, Sammy, do you have a uh, a romantic evening planned there in Peoria, Arizona?
1: <laughs> yes, I'm going to be eating the uh, pre-made salads that uh, I bought yesterday. Uh, they're sitting in the fridge. Maybe come home, dine on one of those, maybe enjoy a, a nice glass of uh, seltzer or something like oh. that. Uh, so very romantic, uh, yes. Here in the Airbnb, for sure. Salad and seltzer,
3: seltzer. sexy, <laughs>
1: sexy salad <laughs> and
0: sexy seltzer.
1: You know, it's- we'll see. May- maybe I'll go out. I'll go out for dinner because I bought these salads with the purpose of bringing them to the complex because I, I forgot, and I'm very quickly reminded my first few days here in Peoria. <laughs> a lot's going on. Like I, I barely. And I'm, I'm really not exaggerating here. I, I barely have time to eat if I don't want to miss something or, or get some video on the backfield. Yeah. And really, really once we get going and clubhouse opens and it's been a little bit later here, you know, it's a 950 local time today. So a little bit later than I think what it's going to be as we uh, get into full squad workouts, but. You know, you're going till 3, 4 o'clock. So anyway, the, the pre-made salads are really for lunch purposes. I got one in my bag already, so maybe I'll go out for dinner. We'll see.
0: You know, Sammy, uh, romance is a state of mind. You can make anything romantic if you want to. Our pal Sammy Levitt joins us from spring training. I got to give Ben a little credit here because as I'm watching the coverage these last few days, we had had a discussion uh, amongst ourselves. When do we want to go out to spring training? Um, I think there's a—we may cancel our trip now. All the questions have been asked. I don't know that I want to go out and reiterate a bunch of questions to these guys uh, in Mm. two weeks. You guys, you're doing such a great job uh, out there. Again, we're not going to have anything left to ask, Sammy. So— (laughs) <laughs> i mean like everybody's talking to manny about soda it was great great info yeah. that you gave us yesterday i thought that was really really good um I, i've loved your coverage so far so continue uh continue killing it out there what are you what are you kind of looking forward to today what's the plan
1: yeah i mean look today it's uh it's going to be more bullpens uh you know the guys who threw bullpens uh the other day are scheduled to throw again today so i'll, I'll read you off the list here i know it's joe musgrove it is uh Adrian Morajone, it's Michael King who uh, looked really good the other day, and Yordelos Santos, uh, Johnny Brito, Uso Go Alec Jacobs. So the group that threw the other day, it's uh, pretty much alternating right now. So that's what's going on. I'm sure there'll be more work. I mean, you know, right now it is it is basically you know the the organized events that are actually on the schedule are for the pitchers and catchers, and then everybody else is is sort of I, I think doing their own thing, but. To their credit, I mean, Manny's here, Fernando got here yesterday and was out there uh, taking swings and uh, looked great, and Jake Cronenworth and Hassan Kim, so uh, a lot of guys are here early, we'll see, uh, I'm sure Xander Bogarts will will be here, uh, who knows, maybe today, tomorrow, whatever it might be. Um, just to recap kind of yesterday what I, I thought was really interesting, you know, I had told you guys yesterday that I saw Manny taking ground balls, and... Not making the throw to, uh, to anywhere really. And so yesterday after, um, you know, after everybody's done hitting, Manny starts throwing a ball up against the, the chain link fence and the padding down the line. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, you know, he, this must be what he can do. And then Manny did that for a couple of minutes and then walked over to the other field and all of a sudden is playing catch with Jake Cronenworth. And my goodness, I'm right there and I'm looking at him saying, Looks good to me. Looks pretty normal to me. I was like, well, there's no way he's throwing a first base yet, right? And lo and behold, he goes out to third base, starts taking ground balls and he's throwing it to first base. Looks pretty good. Um, and he did it over and over and over again. So I thought that was really impressive. Obviously you'd imagine it's a good sign for where he's at and the potential of him, uh, playing third base, uh, you know, in in short order here. So uh, we'll see. When Manny spoke later, and I'm not sure what you played so far on the show today, but when he spoke later, he talked about it, you know, being a matter of what, you know, the arm can take right now. And and it sounds like it, it, for as much as you would think the velocity might be part of it, it sounds like the... Just the, the everyday repetition of throwing is also part of it. So I didn't get clarity on this, but I'm wondering if, if, you know, right now there's Daisy throws, Daisy doesn't throw, but that was certainly something that uh, stood out to me yesterday, but certainly good to hear Manny speak yesterday, he said a, a lot of interesting things. And, uh, to your point, Woodsy, I think as far as the, uh, the questions for these guys, look, you know, once we get out of the, the first, week or so here i don't know how much longer you can ask them about a last season or b guys who aren't here yeah anymore. man yeah and, and they, by the way they are they are fair questions absolutely to joe to uh juan soto and uh, excuse me uh, manny machado to fernando tatis jr i'm sure when he has a a, a a kind of a big media scrum at some point in the next couple of days they are fair questions but i'm with you in the sense of i i think you're gonna have a you know, a week to ask them here, or whatever time frame you want to put on it, and then it's, you know, it's it's kind of be, you know, it's going to be moving on time. Yeah, and, we're going to um,
0: just spin the topic wheel with them. I think in every yeah. interview.
1: so, what's your favorite
0: movie, uh,
1: Jake? Right, and right. And, and I think right, and I think what's what's interesting about this spring training compared to last year is. Last year, there was so much focus on what the big four would do, Tatis, Bogart, Soto, Machado, and certainly there's focus on now the big three, what they're going to do. But there are so many very legitimate questions about this roster, the outfield, all these different things that we continue to talk about that we've talked about for quite some time that – you know, I don't know that the main focus is on those three guys, and you know we know who they are and we know what they're likely to do, and we understand the context of this season when you you think about what happened last year. So it's a different spring training, different set of storylines. Um, but uh, hey, uh, good to hear Manny talk yesterday, and uh, we continue on.
3: Sam Levitt joins us from Padres spring training in Peoria, Arizona. Sam, I, I know there's no guarantees, but my takeaway from A.J. Preller yesterday was that there is another move coming, at least one, whether it's a trade or a free agent signing. He's going to do something here before the end of spring training. Did you get that sense as well?
1: Yeah, look, there's no guarantees, right? But he certainly didn't shut it down when he was asked yesterday. I mean, he he talked about the flexibility, and, and it certainly sounds like that flexibility may not just – be about the opening day roster but potentially later in the year when you talk about the CBT number and in all those different sorts of aspects because you know I do think there is a scenario where okay maybe there is a move left but maybe it's not something that's you know going to be huge well you know if this team is in contention come August you know it, it, are, are there moves to be made? Um, and, and can you maintain some of that flexibility as you get deeper into the year? Yeah. But I'm with you, Ben. Uh, he didn't shut it down. It certainly sounds. And I thought AJ, you know, was, you know, you don't always get a ton from him publicly, but, um, I thought he was, you know, pretty upfront yesterday saying that, you know, there are discussions going on and he talked about trade discussions and, and obviously there are, 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 are things still, uh, going on, uh, behind the scenes. And, and I think, you gotta assume that too, because look at the market. I mean, look at these guys that haven't signed yet. I mean, there's so much going on across the sport right now. So, um I'm with you, Ben. I, I thought it was pretty clear that there are still uh things going on behind the scenes, whether those things come to fruition, whether it's something super significant to be seen. But I'm I'm with you. I, I thought it was pretty clear that uh, you know, in all likelihood there's at least some sort of move left to be made.
0: Uh, talking to our pal, Sammy Spring Training out live at Padre Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona. Uh, Jackson Merrill is another guy you got a chance to catch up with yesterday. I think we'll, we're probably going to play some of that audio later in the show, but just kind of give us your impressions of him. I uh, did see some video of him working out in the outfield as well. Uh, I think, you know, a position like that, like, hey, kid, you have a chance to make this team. He's like, sure, put me anywhere. I mean, I just want to be a big leaguer. Uh, what were your impressions of Jackson?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see him play with my own two-offs. In the outfield yesterday, Darnay Tripp. He scooped me.
0: That's all right. Oh, Darnay will get ca- you sometimes. He,
1: I, I love Darnay, but he uh, he has a cameraman too, so there's little God. advantage there. I didn't. I, so I was not out there when Jackson was uh, working out there. At least I didn't notice it. But with that said, um, we did talk to him in the clubhouse, and I thought there were a, a couple of takeaways from that yesterday. Number one, I think he is very, very open-minded about this entire situation. There was nothing he said that would indicate that he is intimidated by the possibility of playing the outfield and playing there every day. And it's clearly something that he has worked on going back to last season, as we know, and was a big part of his off-season work. I think uh, there's a a clear mentality where he wants to be versatile, and, and, you know, he wants to do – what it takes, and I don't say this in a cliche way, but like, do what it takes to somehow make this team. Um, so look, he, he uh, appears really accepting of that, which I, um, which I think is really good. So, uh, you know, look, I, I thought he seemed really confident and, uh, calm and has that maturity about him, just like we talked about with Ethan Salas, uh, the other day. Um, you know, it's funny. I went back and watched the interview I did with him last year. Um, You know, I I thought he seemed maybe just a little bit more comfortable and confident this time around, and that makes a ton of sense because he was in that Major League clubhouse last year. If you remember, he played a ton during spring training last year because of the WBC, so he's not walking into that clubhouse for as young as he is. You know, this is not his first time going through this and going through a Major League spring training and being in the clubhouse with these guys, and I think obviously, like he alluded to, the big difference between last year and this year is is that last year, I think we all understood, it was just supposed to be a good experience for him to get him ready for his own minor league season. This year, he has a very legitimate shot to make this team as currently constructed uh, out a spring training and make it as somebody who could play the outfield uh, every day. So um, I, I thought he handled everything well. Um I did not see the work in the outfield, but um, yeah, I, I came away, you know, a, as I have been with Jackson, impressed, and he certainly seems to understand, uh, what's in front of him. And, and I think, too, it's, and I had asked him about his offense, cause there's been so much focus on the defensive side and this transition to the outfield. But I, I think it's important to remember, and he said, you know, offensively he feels good, but it's important to remember, like, the offensive part of it is, is really, The thing, and that's not to say that you want him to be a a liability in the outfield, but if he can hit major league pitching in a month, then he can hit major league pitching in a month, and I don't think you're you're going to focus, you know, all that much on the defense. It's important, but let's not forget about the offensive side. He's got to hit, and he's got to be ready for that part of it. So, um, and I know this is a long answer, but when you talk about AJ Preller, too. One of the things I'd asked AJ about was um, how do you balance with guys like Merrill, Marcy, Pauly, the need you have right now on the roster versus their development. And I thought AJ made it pretty clear that they're not going to rush guys yeah. if they're yeah. not ready, Um, which I think is a really good answer because I, I don't think the Padres should do that. Like if if there's a scenario where, hey, Jerks and profar got to play left field for a couple of months until you feel like Merrill or one of these guys is ready, uh, that's something you, you have to consider because I, I don't think they should be rushed. So I thought that was an encouraging answer from AJ. And uh, But, look, Jackson seems uh, up for the challenge and up for the opportunity and understands what's in front of him, no doubt. Love but it.
3: Before you go, Sam, uh, we have Stephanie Daly, who's a relationship dating blogger, content creator, joining us in studio later uh-huh. in the show. Do you have any questions Relationship questions <laughs> that we can ask I'll Stephanie write, for right you. Write one down.
1: Uh, any relationship questions? Um, if you think of one, you can put it in the chat, yeah, Sammy. I, yeah, I can put in the chat. I can text you. No, because I, I have it all figured out. Yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. In, a, I'm in a very Sammy, any healthy any relationship. Hey, to be honest with you, you know, for all the listeners out there, it's the first, you know, uh, uh, it's first real relationship I've, I've really ever had. Um and it's going very nicely, so I think everything's good. I've learned some things. Certainly learned that you know you, you got to consider certain things and yeah, like other um, understand feelings and stuff. Yeah, is that understand that, is that there are things now? that are is that a or... problem. Right? No, not at all. Okay. Not at... She met me during baseball season, so she gets it. Um, <laughs> but you got you got to understand there are certain um things that are important to the other person that may not make sense to you Correct. initially. Right. But because they're important to the other person, they've got to be important to you. So I've, I've learned a lot of lessons uh, lately, and good lessons, and important lessons. And quite frankly, gentlemen, it was time for me to to grow up that a little boy, bit and start Sammy. learning that life Sammy. is about so more than me it's exactly life is right. about more than sam levitt so. exactly right she's young man she listens to the program quite often so she's probably listening right now happy valentine's day she's a yeah. sweet angel we met her she's just fantastic so sammy <laughs> uh, don't have, a good, up. have a
3: good day we'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs> bye, bye there he is sam levitt sammy spring training uh keeping his relationship happy and thriving even while he's off in uh Covering the Padres at spring training. I mean, let's be honest. That's probably help, Hel- a
2: helping. Bit. Yeah. Keeping, Absence yeah, makes,
3: makes the, the heart, heart grow, grow fonder, exactly is right. what they say. It
0: really works. All
3: right. We will uh, have Stephanie Daly joining us in the second half of Ben and Woods. Oh. Up next, though, oh. all it says here, here is, is ben? sexy songs and Ben reads romance, yep. whatever that means. So that's coming up next. Here we go. With Ben and Woods here on
2: 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy...